we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everyone, welcome to the Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. I am again grateful that you're joining me. Uh, If this is your first time joining me, I hope that the content adds value to your life. Uh, Maybe this was shared to you, a friend told you about it. I'm just grateful that you're taking a few moments with me just to listen to some leadership uh, content that may add value to your life, your business, to your church, uh, or whatever it is. And uh, before I get into it, I just would ask that you do me a couple things. Number one, if you haven't subscribed to any of our channels, go ahead and do so. Uh, We would appreciate that. And hit the little bell or notification symbol to let you know every time we drop a new podcast. We'd be grateful, uh, greatly appreciate that. Also, if you would leave me a review and just let me know a review or comment, let me know how this is helping you, ask any question and anything that we can do to help you, I would greatly appreciate that. And last but not least, and probably the most important thing for me would be to share this with some people that you believe this type of stuff would add value to their life. Our whole life here at Abundant Life Church and my life as, as uh, Terry Linscott is I want to impact every person around me, utilize the gift that God's placed in me to help as many people as I can grow and become all that God has called them to be. And so that's why I've done the podcast. I've called it the Anointed Leadership Podcast simply because I believe we need the anointing of God in our lives to accomplish everything he's asked us to do. Yeah, we can do things and we can be successful, but the anointing coming upon our life makes it easy and fun and and makes it much faster. Uh, it'll come to us much faster in great success. So I'm declaring the anointing of God over your life today. And again, I am grateful that you've joined me. Today I'm calling this talk called Purpose Over Popularity. I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, what is motivating your actions today? Whether you're a pastor, you're a church leader, you're a business owner, um, what is it? What motivates your actions today? Is it what everybody else says? Or is it what your purpose is, is, is defined you as? The things in our life, what, why do we make adjustments? Why do we change things? Why, why, what motivates your actions today? That's my question. Ultimately, as we get through this, uh, purpose over popularity. This is one of what I'm talking about. I hear a lot of business owners. I hear, whether, and if you're in retail, sales, food, whatever that is, and you own a small mom and pop type restaurant or a little bakery or a little coffee shop or whatever that is, maybe you're a pastor that's small or just getting started. I hear people all the time say this in, in both areas, whether it's business or it's church life is, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? Hey, have you ever thought about adding this to your menu? Hey, have you ever tried thought about trying this program? Hey, have you you ever been that place? Have you ever been that person that said, "Hey, have you ever?" And have you ever been that that voice to a business owner or a pastor or a leader or something that is, you know, what I'm asking you is this, why are we making decisions to add things to our business, to add things to our church? Why are we doing it? Is it because it's by design and it's on purpose or is it because it's the popular opinion? 
Can I tell you that the popular opinion, that that opinion voice isn't coming coming from the majority. It's coming for that 10% that's not afraid to say things. And so many times we make decisions in business, in church, as pastors, as leaders, because we have a couple of people that are in our ear with a loud voice telling us to do things that looks popular in everybody else's business or everybody else's church, but it's not on purpose. On purpose is what am I supposed to do? I love to say it this way. What is your yes? What is that thing that you're supposed to do? I was talking to a, a business in our community one time, and they were asking me about things to sell. And, and I don't want to say the name of it because I'm not into to, to getting everybody's idea of what the business name was. But there was an item or a product they were looking to sell, and they asked me my opinion. And, and because I was, uh, I was eating a certain way at the time, and, and they asked me what I thought about them adding this product to their menu on a daily basis. And I responded, what is your purpose? What is the thing that drives your sales? And they told me, and I said, does this type of product fit with your sales? And they said, no, but there are people asking. And I said to them, this is my statement. The people that are asking are the few a majority. It's not the large majority. And it's not what you stated that your values are in your type of products. So my question to you is, why would you add that every single day? Because a couple of people want it, but what is that going to cost you? What's that overhead look like? What is it going to be? And this is what they did. I, I suggested to them. I didn't tell them. I suggested, why don't you do it one day a week? That drives that customer base uh, to the, the store. You sell out and you make your profit, but you keep doing what your purpose is. And they said, that's a great idea. They did it. A few months later, they went ahead and added that product to their line every single day. They realized quickly that they weren't, people weren't coming to buy that food. And so it was costing them more money than it was making the money like they did in the beginning. And so they quit selling it all together. My, my statement to you is this. What is your purpose? And are you living and making decisions based on your purpose or are you doing it on popularity? I, 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 I love this thought. I, I wish I would have came up with it. I don't know who did. But if I want to know the purpose of a thing, I don't ask the thing. I asked the creator. And so the thing is, is I'm not asking everybody else what the purpose is. I'm asking the creator of that thing. So you as the business owner, you as the visionary, you as the entrepreneur, you are that creator. You don't need to listen to everybody else and their opinion to establish a thing. You need to know what the purpose is of a thing. I'm going to say two statements, and then I'm going to jump into this, just this phrase that I want to get across today. Number one, God never designed you to live an ordinary life. He designed you to live an extraordinary life, extraordinary life. To be extraordinary, you got to be on purpose. You can't be on popularity. Popularity lasts for a moment. There's excitement that's driven that drives popularity. Passion drives purpose. Ex- being extraordinary is passion-driven leaders, passion-driven people that are dr- driven by passion and not the opinions and the popular opinions of man. I want you to realize this one thing. God designed you and I to be a hero. Now, that sounds like, oh, not Superman, Batman. No, 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 a hero. This is Terry's definition of a hero. It's an ordinary person who has been presented with an an extraordinary situation and they take action. 
That's what a hero is. Somebody that's presented an extraordinary situation and they go do something about it. That's a hero. What does that mean? Be extraordinary. Take that thing that God has put on the inside of you, that passion that, and drive it. Don't listen to the voices of popularity. Popularity stems from excitement. Passion stems by uh, purpose. And we got to realize the two different here. And I'm just talking about this purpose over uh, 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 of popularity. Purpose has a passion. And, and I wrote a few things about this. What does it mean to have passion? Number one, I don't need support from outside. When I have a passion that drives me, I don't need everybody else's applause because it drives me from internally. It doesn't, ex- it doesn't require an external motivation. Passion is coming from the inside of me. That's what purpose has. It has the passion that drives you. We don't need approval from our teams. We don't need approval from people. We don't need approval from media. We need to have purpose that's driven by passion. In other words, I love what I do. The minute you start adding things to your life, your business, your church, your business, uh, uh, your your stores, your retail things, the minute you start adding things because everybody else tells you that it's a good idea, the popular voice, is you quit loving what you're doing because now it becomes work. And that's the difference in purpose and popularity. What I do, I love. I love these things. I love helping people. I love speaking to people. I love creating content. I love preaching the gospel. I love seeing people say, I love that. Anything above that, that's work for Terry. This isn't work. This is what I love to do. Why? Because it's my purpose and my passion. Popularity just has an excitement. It's, it lasts for a short period of time. Just like the story of that business owner that I was, I gave them advice. They, they did their own thing. They did what popular voices said and they lost money. And they turned the whole product away completely, which didn't benefit them even one day a week because they, in their mind, it doesn't work. When it did work for a few months and made them good money, but because they listened to everybody else, it costed them money. Popularity has an excitement. It's a short period of time. Popularity requires outside support. So you're changing. Uh, if you're dealing with popularity, you're changing with every wind of culture. You're just doing whatever culture does, society does. Po- purpose has no care and, and burden on, po- on culture. Uh, uh, popularity does. This, w- this will change and create confusion. Popularity-driven leadership or popularity-driven businesses, it creates confusion because one day we're doing it, the next day we're not. Do you not know what we're doing? No, purpose over popularity. Look, popularity feels so much like work. It takes work to get applause. It takes work to please people. It takes work to create the product. It takes work. That's popularity because you're you're driven by everybody else not by purpose. And you have a purpose on the inside of you. God has put purpose on each and every one of us. And we don't all look alike and we don't all act alike and we all don't think alike, but we all have a, we all have our own thumbprint of purpose. What you've been designed to do, nobody else can do. And you and I have to learn to live by design and not by default. And I'm just challenging you with that today because it's purpose over popularity. You've got to find your yes. You've got to find your niche and you got to do it. Un- no matter what anybody else says, no matter what everybody else is doing, I'm living on purpose, not off of popularity. It's not accident. It's purpose driven. It's by design, not by default. And so here's where, where I'm talking about. Uh, three things, uh, three sentences that I'm going to put together as a phrase at the end is what I'm talking about. Number one, because I have a purpose. I'm talking about purpose over popularity because I have a purpose. Psalms chapter 139 verse 16 says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before any of them came into be. Psalms 139, 16. And this is what the Bible teaches is that you're on purpose. 
You, God ordains your life. There's a purpose for your life. There is specific things that God wants you to do and only you can do. Nobody else can do them the way you do them. That you have been, your thumbprint is in purpose, not in popularity. This is, what does it mean? What is those days? What does that purpose look like? Your strengths and weaknesses. There are things that you're strong at. There's things that you're good at. There's abilities versus disabilities. Things that you can't do versus the things you can do. That's your life. I'm not creative. I can't draw. I can't create. I don't have any art, artistic ideas in my mind at all. I'm not that artistic, creative individual. There are other people that are. I, that's not me. God never designed me to be that. If you ask me to go design a website or design a PowerPoint or design this, I'm not doing it. I would do it. I would Google it, to be honest with you, because I don't know what to do. It's not my strength. It is my disability, but ask me to preach, ask me to speak, ask me to create content. I can do that. I know because that's my purpose. You know, you got to do what you're best at. Do what you're best at. That doesn't mean we put our weaknesses on the back burner, but as you strengthen yourself and you file down the rough edges, go do what you're best at. Why? Because that's part of your purpose. Part of your purpose is to discover your, you want to know your purpose? Discover what you're passionate about. If you discover your passions, you'll discover your purpose. It's pretty simple. The thing that drives you from inside, the, those gifts that God puts on you, according to Romans chapter 12, verse 7, he gives each and every one of us a gift, those, those seven gifts of the Father. That's passion-driven purpose. Find out what you're passionate about, you'll discover your purpose. There's two greatest days in a purpose, person's life. Number one, you've heard this, the day you were born. Second one, the day you knew why you were born. So th those are the two greatest days. Find your purpose. Why? Because I have one. Because I have a purpose. Listen, because I have a purpose. Watch this. I will live by design, not by default. I will live by design and not by default. Listen, our lives, when we're in the vein of purpose and when we're in our yeses, we find great success in every area. I find people that are always wanting more, never happy, never satisfied. You know why? Because they're living off of popularity versus the purpose. They're living off of what everybody else thinks is looks good. What success might mean to them, what they, what everybody else tell them they should do. No, live on purpose. Find your yes, do it, and be happy. Enjoy your life because your life is to be enjoyed every facet of it. Not just work, not just church, not just business, not just, not just, it's every facet of life should be enjoyed and you'll only enjoy it when you find that you're, what your design is and not just by default. What does that mean? Default is just like whatever happens, happens. No, no, by design, on purpose, with the purpose. Ephesians 2 says this, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. It prepared in advance. It's a design. It's not only that the days were ordained, but he prepared in advance. It was on design, not by default. We got to learn to live by the essentials in life, not by the reactive mindsets. Things that are essential to my purpose, not just reactions to what everything's going on. Changing with culture, changing with society, changing with governmental mandates, changing with whatever. No, design. Do what you've called to do. Do it. If we don't live by design, watch this, then we will change with every wind of culture. If you don't find your design and what you're supposed to do, you'll, you'll make adjustments, you'll change, you'll do whatever culture tells you, whatever society tells you, whatever the day tells you you should be doing. No, you're just switching from one business to the next business, but you never have found roots anywhere. If we don't live by design, you fall into somebody else's plan. 
This is the way it looks. I live by design, not by default. Why? Because I'm not living off of somebody else's plan. I'm living off the plan of God for my life, and I'm going to be on purpose, not on popularity, right? Design is simply on purpose, not an accident. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. This is what we have to realize. Because I have a purpose, I live by design, not by default. Why? Those who plan to fail, fail to plan. So I'm living out the plan of God in my life. I'm finding his plan, finding what he thinks is yes. I'm finding out what he says about my life. And I'm going to get in that vein and I'm going to live in that vein. Why? Because I don't want to fail. I don't want to, I don't want to plan to fail. I want to plan to succeed in my life. And to do that, I can't be listening to the popular voices. I've got to be on purpose in my business. Pastors and your churches, don't just start a program because somebody else is doing it. Find the design of God for your church. Find the yes for your church. Find the yes for your style of preaching. Find the yes for your style of whatever you're doing. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Be, uh, don't be uh, by default, just what everybody else, how everybody else does. You do what God has told you to do on, by design and on purpose, and you'll find a greater level of support and success in your life. Watch. Because I have a purpose, I will live by design and not by default. Why? Because here's there's great competition for my time and my attention. This is this is that third point. There is great competition for our time and our attention. If we don't live on purpose, that our, our will be distracted by everything around us. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says this, better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing all the wind that's all around me. That means I'm trying to, I'm busy, I'm doing what everybody else does, trying to catch things that aren't even meant for me. One handful, you do what you can do and have great peace in your life because there's a great competition for your time and your attention. People want to, you to do what they want you to do. People have, believe they have the greatest ideas. I have people in my own family that think they should tell me how to pastor and they've never been in the ministry one day. They think they have the idea, uh, the, the best way to reach people and help people. And I'm like, oh, great. I'll, you go do it. But I'm not doing all of those things because that's not what God told me to do. I'm not going to pastor every person with one hour meetings every week. Not doing it. You, if you can't show up for 40 minutes on a message on a Sunday, why would I spend time with you for an hour outside the church service? Come on, somebody. I, I know I'm preaching better than you're saying amen out there. But the reality is. I can't do what everybody else wants me to do. I got to have one handful with great peace in my life on purpose because if I'm not careful, everybody that wants my time and attention will get a hold of my ear, put a lot of things in my ear, and it'll determine the, the course of my life. One handful with tranquility, with great peace, is better than doing everybody else is doing. There's so many different opinions out there about how you should do it, that what you should do, where we should go, but the design of God will confirm the correct ideas. God's design in your life. Watch, I have, because I have a purpose, I'm going to live by design and not default because there's, there's a lot of people fending for my time and my attention. Starve your distractions and feed your focus. W what does that mean, Terry? That means this. If I'm going to live on purpose, I got to have people that are helping me to live, live my purpose, not people that are taking my attention elsewhere, trying to get my time over here and go meet with this person and go do that. That's not what God's called me to do. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I told the people before, you got to get back on the mission field. God ain't called me to be a missionary. I'm a pastor of a church. I'm, I'm staying here. Will I travel? Sure. But I'm not going out here and traveling all the time. That's not my yes. 
and I and I've eliminated those voices out of my life. Appreciate the invite. Nope, not doing it. I'm called to pastor the church. That doesn't mean other people don't do it from our church, right? So you got to realize you got to starve the distractions, the thing that everybody else is doing, and feed the focus of what God's telling you to do. If it doesn't promote the end goal, it's a distraction. What's the end goal? Purpose. What God has designed you to do, and if that thing doesn't promote that. It's more than likely a distraction in your life, and you've got to eliminate those distractions. Don't get sidetracked by those who are not even on the track. (laughs) People that don't understand the vision, people that aren't running with the vision, people that don't understand the business, don't get sidetracked by them that are not even on the track. They're, They're trying to get you to do things that don't even make sense. Don't get sidetracked. Here's what I'm saying to you. Purpose over popularity. Don't listen to all the many small voices to get you to do things that are going to derail the success of your life. Live on purpose. Why? Because you have a purpose. You will live by design and not default simply because there is a lot of competition for your time and energy. Because I have purpose. I will live by design, not by default. Simply because There is a lot of competition for my time and my attention. And you and I, to be able to live on purpose, that's the statement we've got to live by. Because I have a purpose. God is my, he's the one that created me. I'm not asking everybody else what they think I should do. I'm going to him. He created, I'm not created, I'm not asking the thing. I'm asking the creator what I should do. And when I know the purpose and the design of God for my life, I'm going to live by it. I'm not going to live by whatever comes my way. Whatever is the new fad, I'm going to live by design. Why? Because there's so many things that I could be doing that just will derail me. Everything good, everything bad is bad, but not everything good is good. Remember Eve in the garden? She saw that it was good. Just because it's good, it's just not good for you. Live on purpose, not based on the voices of popularity. Because you have a purpose. Choose that you're going to live by design and not by default because there are so many uh, competitions out there for your time and your attention. I challenge you with that today. Go out, be successful, enjoy your life, live on purpose, with the purpose, and be great, greatly successful by eliminating distractions, eliminating that, excuse me, that popular voice out of, out of your ear and that will cost you more than you really wanted to pay Go do what your yes is and don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Live on purpose. Don't try to be popular. Hey, that's my hope for you today. That's the value that I want to add to you is you have a purpose and live by design, not by default, because there's a lot of competition for your time and attention. And I challenge you with that today. Go discover your purpose. What is it? What are you passionate about? Go do it. Go do those things. And, that, and those things evolve and, they dis- and you get to, to developing and discovering more of who you are. That's my challenge for you, Dave. I hope I'm helping you. Again, the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Linscott. I call you blessed today. Until the next time, go live on purpose with your purpose. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.